The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come work for. Train in the trees, please, one my sycamore. What up, what up, what up? Episode 85 of your favorite podcast and your mama's favorite podcast, too. It's the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. We've got three hosts on this show. My name's Nookie Bishop Jr. Again, thanks so much for joining us. I'm joined, as always, by T. Petty and Adrice Elbow. T. Petty, checking in on you today, and today is 420. What's been going on since the last episode? I mean, let's see, what has not been going on? First of all, what's up? How you doing? Good, good. Uh, How you doing? I've been traveling. So I was actually traveling in the midst of the mask mandate being lifted. So we need to talk about that because I have feelings. Oh, boy. But, you know, I'm good. Still out here, Rona free after, what, damn near three years. So your girl is all right. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Are right, we going to talk about that mask mandate in a minute? You traveling? That's uh, that's uh, some crazy stuff that came down this week. My main man, my brother, Idris Elbow. What to do, bro? Man, checking in with you. What's going on? What's up, Nook? What's up, T Patty? This your boy Idris Elbow with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And Nook and T Patty, I just got out the pharmacy line. I was in line for like an hour at the consumer um, value store. Oh, and um, you know how you wait in line so long that you want to cuss everybody out, but mm. I ain't get a chance to because everybody else was cussing them out in the in the line. So I ain't have to do it. It was crazy. I don't know what what took so long. There was Hell short was staff. You, what was you getting? Goals? You know, I was I was getting the kids' medicine, and you know, it's like you know, you you feel like I want to I want to leave. But then I feel like a bad parent if I leave and don't get my kid medicine. So I, I stuck it out and I stayed in the line. And then the medicine was expensive too. Like these these kids, they got some expensive medicine, man. Like um, you know, my kids they need that um, what's the EpiPen thing? Oh yeah. And I'm talking about even with insurance, yeah, that EpiPen is expensive, and they they get you because you needed to live. So you ain't you ain't gonna not pay for it. So they charge premium for that. Mm, mm, mm. Damn, man. Um, if you're paying these pri- these premium high prices, man, just double check your uh, insurance rider to see if they got the delivery option, man. CBS, like I said, uh, we talked about this on episode 84. They're trying to make that $2 billion up, um, you know, now that they don't sell cigarettes no more. And They, uh, they, they deliver- made some off of me tonight, I tell you that. I know that's right, but they uh, do deliver prescriptions, man, and um, you know they deliver just like anybody else. So you might actually have free delivery. So yeah. you have to uh, spend that time in line, man. I'm sorry. Standing in line, bro. All right, I got to check on that's that. It's a non-value added activity. Exactly. None. No. No value. Yeah. Pay somebody else to stand in line for you. Now, did they give you the option of a short receipt, the long receipt, or no receipt? Did you use your <laughs> discount code? Uh, <laughs> now, they did give they they print out the receipt, but it wasn't a long receipt this time. And um, this one is like I punched in the, the number, so I guess I got a credit for it. But I don't know if they give you credit for buying medicine like you buy other stuff. I think you got to enroll in a separate program for the medicine. 
Man, double check that receipt because you're supposed to get like at least three or like five dollars off your next prescription. So, um, yeah, make that work for you, man. Man, I'm sorry you had to uh, stand in that line for an hour. That's messed up. That's messed up, man. Um, also, just me recapping from the last episode, my hoodies did arrive. I did wear one and rocked one. They are very soft, very comfortable. I wore the, it with black, the, the black man Heather. The black man Heather hoodie did arrive. It was quite sporty, as a matter of fact. Boy, <laughs> The boys actually uh, lost a little weight so I can go down with the size, but uh, I'm going to roll with these ones that I got for right now. I'm not going to, you nice. know, um, tempt uh, YMCAS uh, and, uh, you know, risk their ire. I just need to write another tweet so I can get the price to go back down and then I can get them within my budget. <laughs> well, maybe you should apologize first and, See, and then I, I, the price go down. <laughs> See, I deleted the tweet, so I'm just like, you know, why? Just let sleeping dogs lie. You know, why should I? Now, you know, somebody that already screenshot that. Just go ahead and apologize, bro, because before you know it, you're gonna be on the receiving end of a, of a this you tweet. Don't mm, do mm, it. Tragic. You never want to be the featured person on Twitter ever. Exactly. Exactly. Just so. ask DJ Envy; he'll tell you. We're gonna talk about that in a little bit too. But um, T. Petty, you alluded to it earlier. You're traveling. Drees, you're supposed to be traveling. I canceled my damn travel plans. They have essentially rolled back this mask mandate nationwide, individual states, counties, cities. The whole nine yards are rolling back these mask mandates and people is traveling and doing everything else as far as uh, like not having a mask is concerned. T. Petty, you said the Ruling came down while you was uh, boarding or about to board your flight. How did that flight go with people with no masks? Uh, so uh, the ruling came down a, a couple hours before I was headed to the airport. So there's clearly confusion when I get to the airport. Like Some people have masks on, some don't. Y'all know me. Of course, I had mine on. So I get to my gate and the majority of us well, not majority. Everybody that looked like us had their mask on. Uh, some of the others did not. So I was like, hmm, okay, well, let's see how this is going to go. And then the gate agent gets on the mic and says, uh, ruling came down today. The federal mask mandate has been lifted. People literally started to applaud. That's how you know they be making up shit to just be mad about. Wearing a mask is not oppression. So get on the flight. So black people, we still have our mask on and the brown folks too. But I would say at least 60% of white people could not wait to rip that mask off. Then they got the coughing and sneezing I don't know what was oh, going on. Oh, don't tell me that, T. Patty. She kept clearing her throat and sniffling. I said, do you mind? I'm going to need you to either clear up your nasal situation or put your mask on. But you can't sit here doing this. Well, well oh, my God. I was like, he ain't got nothing to do with this, and he is not here. Those are your options. Mm -hmm. So then she went to sleep. I think she might have been on meth because she looked fucking terrible. Uh. <laughs> So I, ugh. the grossest part to me was the videos that I saw of pilots making the announcement mid-flight 
So people were booking these flights with the expectation that the mask mandate would be in place. So imagine the feeling of being on a flight. You cannot escape and people just start ripping their mask off. What if you're immunocompromised? Are you with somebody who can't get vaccinated? Are you going to visit somebody in, in those situations? So you are at the mercy of all these disease motherfuckers that are all around you. It's terrible. And everybody, and there's also some classism associated with this. Stay with me now, y'all. Everybody is focusing on the airplane um, aspect of this, but this is all public transportation. So buses, metro, uh, Amtrak, who is the majority of the people that take public transportation in this country? Black people, low-income mm. people, brown people who have already been disproportionately affected by the Rona. They have everyday consequences that they ha have to deal with. I'm on a plane like once a month, maybe twice a month, right? I'm taking a trip somewhere. Some people have to take public transportation every single day and they're exposed to all these other disease motherfuckers because one Trump appointee of a federal judge who clerked for Clarence Thomas decided that she knows better than healthcare professionals. This country is fucking disgusting. I hate it here. Mm, mm, mm. Goodness gracious. Uh, Dries, you are next up to take a flight. Uh, just react to this mask mandate being repealed, at least temporarily for now. We'll see uh, what goes uh, on going forward. But uh, you gonna double mask it? I'm a double, triple mask it. I like. I'm I'm supposed to get on a flight um, tomorrow, and uh, I'm super nervous. Like I've been, you know, listening to this like you know all like week, and just like really like man, do I really want to do this? And because you know when you go to the airport, it's already a lot of people, and I know a ton of people is going to be like unmasked. So just being in that big crowd of folks with no mask on for like hours at a time, right? Like you got to get to the airport an hour early. Even though I have a short flight, you know, the flight is only an hour and then I got a, a quick layover and then, you know, an, another flight. But that's going to be like four, five hours, you know, in an airport with folks with no mask on. So I'm going to definitely be double masking. Uh, if not triple masking and something else this makes me like realize too right like soon as that judge lifted that order right people took their mask off right they just took it off they cheered like t Petty said and so that tell you like people don't wear masks just you know because it's the right thing to do that's why you need a mask law because people ain't gonna they ain't gonna do it because it's the right thing to do you got to do a law to make them wear, to keep everybody healthy. And that show you right there. That's just reinforcement why we need mask mandates right there. Because if you don't have them, people will not make the right choice. Mm, mm, mm. You know what? I have some thought. I have another thought. You know how they framed the wearing of the mask as to protect other people? That was the wrong messaging. Because... Americans don't give a fuck about nobody but themselves. They should have said, wear a mask to protect yourself. It's the macho thing to do. And then they would have been much more successful. Because there is science. As soon as people found out that it was disproportionately affecting black and brown people, they really stopped giving a fuck. And that you know is what, I, I, I felt that way. 
You felt what way? What happened? She was like, ooh, let's say started messages. Oh, we done lost this thing now. They about to let this thing run amok. They mm, are. Mm, mm. They are. So y'all be careful out here. Just keep wearing your mask because that var- the newest variant is on the rise. Yeah, I just got uh, some new masks, um, masks, masks. Um, Dries, you'll be happy to know that none of my neighbors stole my mask, unlike a uh, next door neighbor. Yeah, well, to you. Yeah, you you fortunate. You must live in a good neighborhood. Yeah, as, soon, <laughs> as soon as that package was on the doorstep and they rang a little bell, I went out and got it. And uh, like I said, I canceled my flight. It's just like, eh, you know any random given day it would have been a short flight and i don't think that many people would have been on it but uh, i'm not ready to roll the dice uh for something they need a cross-country trip uh, as of yet so we'll see how this goes um yeah i'm gonna be double masking now because it's gonna be all kind of variants that's gonna be out there sneezing hacking coughing um again it is also spring the pollen will be whipping up um the weather is getting a little bit nicer Sometimes you get the rain that tampers down just, uh, you know, that that uh, that pollen. But sometimes mold is also in the air. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, people going to be sneezing, yep. hacking, coughing. And I get literally disgusted to my stomach when I am not within the trajectory, but in the same room as someone who sneezes. When you see that mist and nastiness come from someone mm-hmm. and they don't cover their mm-hmm. mouth, that mm-hmm. is that hurts my stomach. And I just walk in the opposite direction very quickly and get the hell out of here straight get the hell out of there straight 180 straight 180 so you know it's just this merry-go-round now it's like like you said Dries people didn't care and they're gonna care less now so um you know it looks like the uh, administration Biden administration is gonna try and uh you know reinstate this mask mandate but you know um we just gotta continue to mask up and these people that was just masking up for play play now they, it's going to be hard to like reinstate it right now because you told people, all right, go ahead, take your mask off, freedom, <sighs> freedom. Anyway, and then they'll yep, be like, yep. oh, I'm not putting and, it back on. You know, I, it's something else I want to say about this too. And T. Patty said this is like when she was in the airport and they said, okay, they, they, they just lifted the law, right? Like all the white people took their mask off and it was like, you know, celebrating and like, woo, yeah. And all the people of color kept their mask on, right? Like part of it is like we disproportionately affected. So we want to want to be safe and healthy. But I, I think it's another a, another thing that's there. It's because as people of color, we know the system don't work for us <laughs> like it should. So you mess around, you at the airport and you take your mask off and it's like, yeah, it worked for them, but it don't work for you. <laughs> So you can't get on this flight. <laughs> you, you, you know, you ain't got that same ability to kind of, or you don't feel like, oh, that law is lifted. It apply to me. I can automatically do it. Mm-mm. And that ain't our experience. The law don't work for us like that. It's not mm-hmm. our experience. Exactly. Exactly. T. Patty, you got anything else on this one? I say the law doesn't work for us like that and neither do health outcomes. So you Negroes better keep your mask on if you know like I do. Absolutely, absolutely. Dries, a little bit of uh, aviation and business news. JetBlue is looking to acquire and merge with Spirit Airlines. How will this impact 
this? Yeah, yeah. I don't know wow. how this is going to work out. They're going to call it like Blue Spirit? <laughs> <laughs> they look into uh, um, acquire them, wow. Dries, and uh, they will become uh, one airline. So how will a Jet Spirit airline merger work? Oh, my God. You know, Dries. is Spirit the one that, where you, like, you stand in the groups? <laughs> and you no. got a sword on the groups. Spirit is the one, no spirit that's, is the one where you pay for air to the, breathe while you're on the flight. Yeah. And you stand up like on a subway. Yeah, you you the <laughs> ticket is uh twelve ninety nine, but they charge you for your seatbelt, your uh <laughs> your every bag you carry on. If you wear two a uh, pair of shoes, they charge you for that. So they charge you for everything. Yeah. And also, this, the planes are held together with like spit and duct tape. Exactly. I take it that you've never flown on Spirit, bro. I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I have at some point, and it must have been not memorable, or I probably wanted to forget it. <laughs> so I can't remember. <laughs> but it's like, you know, the, the thing about this is like when when most companies merge, right? They merge like their assets and everything they got. But both of these are shaky. <laughs> so you're just going to have like, it's not like you get better planes. You just get more of like the, the, the shaky planes. No, and then, wait. Yeah, Blue has a, a fairly decent um, reputation. I've never heard anything bad about them. Well, you know, I, well even if that's true, t Pad, did that mean they're going to get a bunch of junk planes now that they got to do something with? <laughs> what are they going to do with the planes? Try to retrofit them? Yeah, my question is like, what's going to be the dominant culture if this merger goes through? I think uh, since uh, no, people, uh, Spirit like does not have culture, spirit. yeah, uh, since got Spirit ain't got right. no culture, <laughs> <laughs> I hope JetBlue is the dominant culture. I hope so. Well, you know, your niece is uh, she's traveling. She's traveled today actually, which is perfect for four twenty, um, mm. and she was on JetBlue traveling to the west coast so she would not be happy to hear that because your niece is kind of bougie oh boy i don't oh know boy. how that happened but she is now do they still have the blue potato chips on jet blue they got a nice snack basket i can't i can't phone on jet blue i haven't flown jet blue in a long time because i think they stopped flying to where i wanted to go or something okay okay now, why do they got blue potato chips? Because it's JetBlue. <laughs> I know, but like, why is why is they dying potato chips? See, no, that's that's no. why they got to merge. That's why they got to merge with Spirit because they no, waste the money <laughs> dying potato chips. It's a naturally occurring blue potato. What well, that means is more expensive. <laughs> it's free. Regular potatoes. You give them fancy potato chips. No, no, it's free. It's like the, the Terra chips, you know, the ones that you get at the fancy grocery store. Oh, now, you know, Terra chips are bomb. Yeah, this it's the Terra chips. It's the Terra yeah. chips. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. I'll have to ask her when she gets back if they had the Wait, chips. Wait, let, let me, okay. Terra chips, is that potatoes? Well, some of them are potatoes and some of them are other root vegetables. Are root vegetables. It's yeah. So from the earth, meaning Terra from the earth. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. terror. No, not terror. Like, <laughs> rawr, like, uh, not like Vincent Price. goddammit. it. Thank oh, you for clarifying that. T e r r a. I think it is. 
and not tarot, like uh, maybe trying to predict your future. Like the no, cards, the tarot card. It's, it's T-A-R-R-O. Oh, T-A-R-R-O, okay, okay, yes. so yeah, yeah. But not tarot, like T-A-R-O-T, not those either. No. Just go and find some damn tarot chips. They're really good. They are good. They are good. T. Petty, I will share a JetBlue story. Um, you said you never heard anything bad about JetBlue. I believe I this know. is JetBlue Airlines. Okay. So it was a flight leaving from Buffalo, New York to Fort Lauderdale. And the co-pilot came through security through TSA. A very smart TSA agent thought she smelled alcohol on someone coming through the line. She alerted her supervisor. They followed the co-pilot and discovered that he was flying the plane. He went into the cockpit. They immediately got some other TSA agents. They smelled alcohol on his breath. He took a breathalyzer. I believe he blew a 0.17 or a 0.19 and was immediately removed and arrested, removed from the cockpit. And thank God he did not get on that damn flight. So yeah, that's, that's, like, that's like twice yeah, the, the legal, twice the legal, twice the limit. I think. Exactly. Yeah, with yeah. a plane. That yeah. day was, was lit. That's yeah, the, that was that blue. And I think that, that was what's the that movie one. Denzel is in where he oh, flew yes. drunk. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, but he, but he flew that plane upside down. Because yeah. he was drunk. <laughs> yeah, that dude. Yeah. I think it was the co-pilot was like, "Hey, this dude is drunk." Yeah, yeah. Oof, that's bad. So yeah, he blew right. like a point one seven. Right. Yeah. So um, he I don't know what the, happened with the case. You know, obviously it's a super felony. Um, I don't think he's ever allowed to fly again. But uh, hats off to the TSA gate agents there in Buffalo that uh, caught that. That's absolutely crazy. Um, how drunk do you have to be in the morning from the night before? Assuming that you went to sleep at least for a few hours, that you blew a 0.17 or a 0.19 the next day. Damn. But but no, that ain't that ain't the real thing to think about though. It is he he did this before. Like you don't just wake up one morning and then blow a, a 0.18 and go fly a plane. That means you you gradually built up to that. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna do one drink and then go fly the plane. Yeah, I'm gonna do five, ten, you know. So he he been flying like that. That's been the norm. So he been flying a lot of flights drunk. So That's I just went and looked this up to refresh my memory. Uh dude had seven or eight drinks right before he got on the plane. Oh shit. Who does so seven or eight drinks? An alcoholic. Mm. Clearly. I mean we have been known to do a lot of drinking like that, but we wasn't driving or uh, flying a plane, no plane right after. Mm -mm. We was going mm -hmm. home and probably throwing up and going to bed. <laughs> and that was probably the, the whole night, though. He he did it before he flew, which is probably yeah. a very short window. Mm -mm. Man, that's that's serious. Whew. That's crazy. More than four times the legal limit. Damn. Yikes. I think the, the limit for a plane is zero. Like, that's it. Like, it, it ain't no limit, you know? It is um, 0.04. Damn. Wait, the legal limit is 0.04? To fly. 
for federal pilots. For I mean, for oh, okay, all right. I'm right, gonna say it's like I thought it was point eight. I was, I was, I'd be drunk um, all the time then. <laughs> <laughs> and have. <laughs> yeah, I remember when on uh, the the cable network A and E when Southwest was doing like the promotional show, like uh, they would show people at the gates and talk about the gate agent stories and all that stuff, and they was continually kicking passengers off the plane for being drunk or like they couldn't pass a sobriety test or they would call the police on them if they uh, appeared to be impaired in any way, shape or form. Now, you know, it's going to be somebody that they're going to try and remove off a fighter. Like, well, yeah, over there, jet blue, your pilots are drunk and they're flying planes. I'm just, I'm just going to sit here and fly. You're not better than me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, somebody going to try that. You know they are. Alcohol is the best truth serum, right? Actually, it's like whatever you are, alcohol brings that out. Absolutely. If you're a nice person, you get nicer. If you're an angry person, you get angrier. If you miss family members that's been passed on, you didn't talk, you will talk about each and every one of them. If you are, um, uh, dare I say, like a racist or prejudiced, listen, I'm not talking about you, but the other ones, they're full of shit. You know, so um, yeah, those is the I didn't seen I didn't seen them all. If you cry, oh my god, ain't nothing worse than a drunk ass crying person. Oh, oh my I'm god, that drunk. <laughs> and my eighth grade, my terrible time. Oh, well, I've, been around, <laughs> I've been around all of us drunk, and we're pretty much the same as we are sober. Which yeah. I don't know what that's saying about us, but. At least we're consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, drink, damn, eight or nine drinks in the morning before you go and fly a plane. That, damn, you just want to get fired. Thank God they did. I'm thank God he was the co pilot, right? Like, what, wait, uh, wait, who, who, who followed him? T Petty? TSA followed him. Oh, TSA followed him. Pilots go through TSA too. Mm-hmm. Oh, got you. So she smelled separate line. Yeah, she smelled alcohol on somebody's breath. She alerted her supervisor. They followed him, and uh, they was like, "Yeah, the alcohol is emanating from this gentleman's pores." Blah blah blah. Boom and pow, and they uh, arrested him and got him off that plane. And they was they interviewed a couple of people that was on the plane. It's like we didn't really know what was going on, but thank God that they got him off here. Can you imagine? Would have been a disaster. Would have been a disaster. So that's the way it go. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast, America's favorite podcast. We're all about news, current events, culture, or race, culture, and politics, with a lot of laughs in between. We're available. Our full library of episodes is available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast, download, follow, rate, and review today. Download, follow, rate, and review today. T. Petty, uh, we talked before we went on the air about, uh, well, why don't you just go ahead and uh, talk about this DJ Envy thing? What the heck is going on? He's like uh, the darling of Twitter this week. Please explain this. Darling is not the word that I would use. And apparently <laughs> neither will his wife. Okay, this is it. So DJ Envy is one of the hosts of a popular Black radio show uh, who continually 
and constantly embarrasses himself and his wife. I mean, you can just Google it and the antics come up. Um, so he apparently has written a book or has a podcast or something coming out and he was promoting it with his wife and they were doing this interview and she was explaining that, um, she had faked orgasms with him their entire time together. They've been together like 20 years and black Twitter, which is the greatest force known to man immediately jumped all over it. So if you went and looked on Twitter right now, just go to type in like DJ Envy and his wife and all the jokes, the clips from the interview and everything will come up. This man legit has spent over two decades disappointing his wife in and out of the bedroom. Now, I don't care how many expensive bags you buy me, uh, trips we take, Sir, you're not even getting past like a fifth date with me if you are laying whack pipe, period. So I don't know how this woman has endured this for all these years, but she is out of her goddamn mind because there ain't no way in the world that man would be allowed to disrespect me continuously by cheating and then you can't even get me off? Like, sir, jump off a bridge. 20 years? 20 years. You're not even getting 20 days to get it right. And you can get the fuck up away from me. 20 years. And she's faked it. And do you know what he said? This is how I know this man don't know what the hell he's doing. He said she couldn't have been faking it because this came out like when they were arguing, right? And so she was like, well, you know, I fake it every time. He was like, no, you don't, because I can hear you. Dude, what, what do you mean you can hear <laughs> That was his. Like, you are the, that was, that was his rebuttal. Like, no, you yeah, can't, because like, I can hear you. No, I can, I can hear you. Like, <laughs> that's when, you, that's when you ain't got no response. It's like, ah. Tell, tell me you don't know your way around a vagina without saying you don't know your way around a vagina. Wow. Sir, he is the donkey of the day. Like, there's just, there's no way around it. And he should be embarrassed, but he is clearly not capable of embarrassment. Mm, mm, mm. And for the record, a lot yeah, of men- I said, But t I, 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 I still find this hard to believe. I don't know if it's a publicity stunt that they both doing, but it's just so hard to believe that 20 okay. years. Sir. Do you know how few women actually reach orgasm with the heterosexual man? Of course you don't, because you I don't, don't know that. Women. Well, I'm going <laughs> to tell you the, num <laughs> the number is nowhere near what you think it is. Most women don't have orgasm from intercourse with a man because you motherfuckers don't know what you're doing. A and B refuse to take direction. Well, T Pen, you you said that keyword intercourse. Like that is true. I did know that. Not not from intercourse, but during the act of sex, you should be having an orgasm. Sir. And it probably does not come from intercourse. Do you know how many men don't know that? Of course I, you don't. I did not know. <laughs> You need to be taking a show on the road and telling these dudes who are out here giving this subpar peen 
and refuse to go down and refuse to do any of the other things that need to happen in order to get your woman off, you need to get it together. And by the time we're at our big ages, you should have been done figured that out. It's not like Chinese algebra. It's really not that difficult. (laughs) But you need to communicate and be willing to listen. Something that men are notoriously bad at. I don't make- Yeah, now we are some bad listeners. I don't make the news, I just report it. So don't be sending no whack ass emails, pleading your case because you also are probably a DJ Envy and you just don't know it. So I am here to help you out, men. Figure some shit out. YouTube it, talk to some of your girls. If you have friends who are women, they will also tell you that you're probably whack and you need to get yourself together. Mm, mm, mm. Dries, what what uh, makes a man go on broadcast media, podcasts, etc., and just talk about? Um, I mean, I guess there's no other better way to say this than his shortcomings in the bedroom. You know, I, and this, the thing that just baffles me about this is like one, like I guess T, I, I'm shocked, like T. Petty said too, like you don't know that. <laughs> And two is um, I would hope like in my life, I have somebody who loves me enough to tell me when I'm not good at something. <laughs> I consider that like that's part of love. It's like, look, you suck at this. And I'm, I'm going to let you know. And we're going to work with you. <laughs> but like, I, it's just hard to believe. 20 years. Good Lord. Okay. That's a long time. I don't know how y'all been experiencing with me for so long and y'all don't understand. Do you know, men don't take rejection well. Men don't take correction well. Y'all get all wrapped up in your ego. Like, ain't no way in the world. Like, every woman is different. You need to take the time to find out what the woman that you're laying with actually likes because sex is not colored by numbers and you can't do the same thing with every person that you've been with. It just doesn't work. So the two pumps tickling the squirt that y'all do, Y'all need to step the game up. Wait, what do you say, T Pet? Two pumps, a tickle, and a squirt. That's what I said. That's the formula. A tickle. (laughs) That is not that is not the formula for success. It is not. All right. Now I remember the old adage um, that men are like microwaves. You just press a couple of buttons and, um, you know, we go ahead and uh, heat up, but uh, women are sort of like, uh, I don't know, a French press or a steam kettle, something like that. You got to, you know, turn the heat on low. Let's not not do that. Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm just telling you the adage that, you know, so it's, it's a different type of uh, thing, I guess uh, I'll leave it at that. But uh, yes, we will. Uh, We'll leave that there. Two, what is it again, T. Petty? Two? Two pumps, a tickle, and a squirt. Wow. Two pumps, a tickle, and a squirt. That sounds like, um, that's a very interesting. Actually, actually, that don't sound too bad to me. Of course it don't sound too bad to you. Yes. Now you keep talking, you're going to be the next one to the envy. I'm going to talk to your wife. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, where do we go from there? Um, <laughs> There's nowhere to go but up. No oh, yeah, no, right? <laughs> T. Petty, um, let's see here. You talked about uh, DJ Envy being uh, on Black Twitter. Elon Musk uh, made an attempt to buy Twitter this week for $41 billion straight cash. He was uh, subsequently rejected. Uh, what do you think is going to be the future for Twitter? 
You want me to go first? Yeah, I'm sorry. Is it Drees going first on this one or you? I mean, and, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. go so, ahead. all right. Elon Musk. I, I'm just tired of him, man. Okay, like he's 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 <laughs> doing all of this, right? One, he come to find out he's the majority um owner of like Twitter. I think he owned like what 10% or something like that. I don't know what the percentage is, but he has the largest like share like of, of Twitter, whatever that number is. And then they went through this fiasco of trying to invite him onto the board. And then he didn't he didn't want to go on the board. So he's talking smack, you know, uh, on you know on social media about it. And a lot of folks just think it's about um, Elon Musk saying like, hey, I'm going to, I offered to buy Twitter and they didn't want to accept my offer. So now I'm going to dump my stock and he's going to kind of get out of it. So people are like speculating like why he did this, why, why it's so public. And Twitter is like all nervous about this, but it, it just goes back to like billionaires running roughshod over everything. He going to the moon. Now he's trying to buy one of the major social media platforms. And this is just, it spells, I think, disaster. If he if he gets Twitter, it's going to be a disaster. T. Petty, I know that you're over there near the ballpark. What? That's your neck of the woods. What happened over there with the ballpark today? So nothing happened with the ballpark. But if y'all were on social media, you noticed that, uh, I don't know, maybe around four or five o'clock there were reports of uh, a rogue aircraft in dc airspace so for people that do not know dc airspace is very restricted like extremely so if you step one tip of your wing over the line like the fighter jets are on your ass so this plane was in the restricted airspace and they didn't know what was going on. So the Capitol Police, who are in charge of, obviously, the Capitol, evacuated the whole Capitol building. So they sent out, like, notes, like, if you're in this part of the complex, you need to exit this way, blah, blah, blah. What? So That's what crazy. And y'all know the history. Like, everybody's real skittish about this kind of thing. Come to find out, the Nationals had a game yesterday and they were having a plane fly over and people parachute onto the field and they forgot to tell the Capitol Police. What? So that's what it was about. They lucky they didn't get them damn parachuters shot the hell down out the sky. What? And the plane. You're and right. That's crazy. They forgot to tell the Capitol Police. What in the hell? Dries, we've been to that ballpark many times when there's been dignitaries, VIPs, presidents, et cetera, in the ballpark, and they had the, the sharpshooters on top of the press box on top of the stadium. How the hell do they forget to tell the uh, the Capitol Police and all the alphabet boys and girls that uh, they're going to be having somebody parachuting with a ball or whatever? Hey, you, you know the Capitol Police already skittish because of uh, uh, you know, January 6th and all right. the stuff that's been happening on high alert. And then, you know, we got the war with like, you know, between um, Ukraine and Russia going on. And then you invading like um, airspace in D.C. And T. Petty, right. Like nobody coming out of airspace. The only thing you see is like um, Marine One <laughs> and the, the fake Marine whatever the, one that they have. They, they fly in pairs. That's the only thing you really see in, in um, D.C. airspace. So yeah. for an aircraft to come up in there, yeah, they, they're on high alert. 
So yeah. they evacuated the entire capital, T Petty? The entire complex. Over so, some baseball games, some parachutes. Yeah, no, I mean, seriously, that plane is lucky it didn't get shot down. So whoever is responsible for informing Capitol Police and whatever security apparatus they need to when they're doing stunts like that, they need to lose their job because that's got to be one of the key things that you do. Ain't that shouldn't that be like at the top of the list? Like we gonna uh, right. we gonna go ahead and uh, that, yeah, the that's the first call that. you make. That's the that's, first. That's crazy. I don't know how you forget that, but you need to uh, you need to <laughs> lose your job over that one because mm, you mm, literally mm. could have gotten people killed. Damn, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, Drees, you said the phrase high alert. Today is 420. Um, I read some news stories today about uh, what's going around. I like and how you did that. High alert. High alert. That was nice. That was nice. That was smooth. <laughs> okay. Um, high alert. So there's been these um, increasing cases of people having to take their pets to the veterinarian, uh, it's 420 today, because the people aren't getting high, but like the dogs is eating the um, edibles and the cats is eating the edibles. And then like the dogs and the cats get high and then the owners freak out and have to take them to the veterinary hospital. Assess this, pets getting high off edibles. Well, first of all, I wanna say cats always be high. Like you, you ever seen a, a cat around catnip? <laughs> that is, <laughs> that's catnip is weed for cats. <laughs> so cats used to doing this. Now dogs, that's another story. But yeah, like of course pets are gonna get like high and overdose on edibles because as a human, you only need a little piece of an edible, like a, a pinch of a very small bite. You don't that even eat true. the whole thing. Yeah. So uh, if a, if a pet get at an edible, they're gonna eat the whole thing. And they're not as big as a human, and they're gonna so they they get the full dose of whatever's in that edible, and then they just they're gonna they're gonna overdose on it. So you only only way to solve this is to not give them access to it. Well, yeah, you should keep it out of the way of your pets. Do y'all remember when the like when the laundry detergent pods first came out and kids kept getting poisoned because they thought it was candy and were eating it? You know what, if you got a kid in your life that's eating damn Tide Pods, maybe you shouldn't be a parent. I'm just well, saying. This is what I'm saying. You need to keep things out of the reach of small children and your pets. This should not be a hard concept. But I don't have no pets. So, I mean, if y'all want to get y'all dogs and cats high, that's your business. But it seems to me to be detrimental. So... I that's mean, how do, what do you do to solve a pet being high? Do you give them an IV? Like, what do you do to sober them up? Or you just have to wait for it to run its course? You, you If it's a dog, you take them on a really long-ass walk. If they're high on weed. <laughs> yeah, you don't want your dog walking when they high. They walk into the street, everything. And then I wonder what happened when they, when they like, um, get high off weed. Do they get sleepy and they get the munchies, too? Like what? Like what happens? Yeah, I guess if you get the if you get the right kind that like um, you know, kind of pump you up and give you energy, maybe you running around. So maybe they running around going crazy. 
You just take your dog to like PetSmart or some shit like that and just let them go crazy on the kibble aisle till they like pass the hell out. And <laughs> that sounds just, expensive. You scoop them up in your arms and put them in the back seat like a kid and just let them sleep it all. <laughs> now, one of the funniest ass videos I ever saw was um, this guy was growing marijuana plants in his house. And he wasn't watching the cat. You know, sometimes cats can be sneaky. The cat was actually eating the marijuana leaves off the marijuana plants that was in his apartment. And when I tell you that, I I, I get nightmares about this. The cat's eyes was so dilated, it was like it was scary. Like when I saw the video, I thought the cat was trying to hypnotize me through the TV. It was very scary. Like, you know how cats right. got like night vision and their eyes be funny already? But I, I was like, the cat's eyes was like, woo, like that damn cat from Shrek. It's like that shit was like, the cat was like, mm, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> like the cat's eye was permanently open. Like the cat could not close its eyes. That's how wide eyed the cat was after eating the reefer leaves. Did you just say wow. <laughs> I did. I said I said reefer leaves. All right. <laughs> reefer leaves. Unbelievable. So yeah, but um Drees, like, okay, like I know they have like the rice crispy tree edibles and you know some other stuff, but you're supposed to be keeping your dog away from chocolate anyway, because chocolate could kill the dog. Yeah, like it, it's it's full of bad stuff for dogs, right? Like chocolate, all the sugar. Uh, you know, all the stuff that goes in there, they shouldn't be eating it anyway. And plus it's laced with like weed. So it's like, and they're gonna eat a lot of it. So it's just like triple threat all the way around. But there is something to be said too about people who let their pets get their edibles. That mean they snatching other food off your table and off your counters. So you probably being slack with it anyway. Right. Like they probably stealing food off the table and everywhere else that you have it. And now you just happen to have some 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 edibles there and they grab that. So that that is really on you. And that probably mean like like how, how they say you can't eat at everybody's house. <laughs> you can't eat at everybody's house. That's you can't. Not the R&B song. OK. Yep. <laughs> OK, y'all listen. So we was talking about airplanes a little bit earlier, right? You know what I forgot to mention? A crazy story. Did y'all see Mike Tyson punching that dude on the plane of it, uh, earlier? I have not watched the video. I saw it pop up. I was like, this thing must be fake. Mike Tyson ain't punching nobody. It's not fake. I, so, I, gotta, I, I have not seen it. I, I saw it pop up and I thought it was like, this, this is just, you know how they do them little... Um, what they call it, stories that try to suck you in. I was like, oh, this is just like some no. made up story. Okay, so I watched it, right? Because, I mean, it's Mike Tyson. And, you know, he's been keeping a low profile, Mike has. He really has been. He don't really bother nobody. He just be doing his thing, selling his weed, edibles, and whatever else he does. Huh. He was minding his own business on a JetBlue flight. And clearly, he was on JetBlue. He was on JetBlue, <laughs> going from Nevada to Florida, California to Florida, some damn where. Anyway, he's minding his business, clearly in like business or first class. 
and this dude sitting behind him would not leave him alone. He was asking for an autograph, kept asking, kept asking. Mike clearly did not want to be bothered. The part of the video they did not show, but I heard on the news, is the dude threw a bottle of water at Mike Tyson. Oh, no. See? Oh, no, no, no. Mike, oh. Case dismissed. Oh. And smoothly mm-hmm. gave him an eight-piece snack. Like, mm. just He's went up. punching down on him in the video. <laughs> Somebody in the video was like, hey there, Mike, hold on there, buddy. <laughs> hey, that would be me. Because I, I, I ain't putting no base in my head. Mike Tyson is punching somebody. <laughs> I was like, uh, sir, sir, sir. <laughs> Y'all go and look at that. Like nobody was really like somebody that was sitting next to Mike was like trying to hold his his arm that was not punching. Suffice it to say, Mike punched him until he didn't feel like punching him no more. And then he got off the plane. Mm-hmm. See, so now dude, no y'all gotta watch the video because the look on dude's face after he got punched in the head by Mike Tyson was hilarious. I'm not condoning the violence, but I understand. Leave people alone if they don't want to be. But but he but he he assaulted him first when he threw that water on him. He assaulted him first. Mike Tyson. You get bad choice that he did not beat you to death because he clearly could have. Mm, mm, mm. See there, this is what I'm talking about. Soon as Spirit Airlines get involved in the damn equation with JetBlue, <laughs> shit like this happens. People throw water bottles on people on planes. It's Mike Tyson. You know it's Mike Tyson. You're going to throw a water bottle on Mike Tyson. You might as well go through the tiger pit at the damn zoo <laughs> with, with steak draws on and see if you can get out of there. Now Come you on, know man. What? You do. The people do like to fight on tough. They do like to tussle on spirits. So you might have a point there. The mm-hmm. spirit of spirit has already infected JetBlue. <laughs> so this might just be a commercial then. <laughs> just a commercial like fly JetBlue. This is this is entertainment. In-flight entertainment. Hey, I don't have no problem with Mike Tyson. Leave that man alone. He's minding his own black ass business and you bought him and then assaulted him. So he returned the favor. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. And then people taking a mask off T Petty. Boom, boom. You are now free to get COVID about the cabin. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a no for you, girl. Look, and I have to get on the plane again next week. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Mm, mm, I mean, I have to get crazy. on the plane this weekend and then another one next week. Mm. T oh, Petty, we talked about a couple of stories where people get high or they high while they flying, uh, literally and figuratively. A uh, company that had a low this week, Netflix. They lost 200,000 subscribers in first quarter of 2022. They said that, you know, more uh, increased business from other streaming services, Home Box Office Plus, uh, you know, uh, the Peacock people, House of Mouse Plus. It's like every damn channel's got a damn uh, streaming service. So um, they said that they might be coming out now with a tier First of all, they raised their prices, so that's one. Right. Um, but they said they might be coming out with a tier that's cheaper, but it will have commercials. Uh, are you a Netflix subscriber, and would you uh, cheapen down to get a uh, level of service that does not have commercials? So ain't the whole purpose of Netflix that you don't have commercials? Yes. <laughs> like what? So I am a subscriber. Um, I subscribe to several streaming services and you know, I have it on my to-do list to sit down and add up all the streaming services that I have, because if it adds up to something that is equal or slightly less than 
what I would pay for cable, I might as well go back to cable because then I only have to deal with like one app instead of eight and everybody got a different rule and all this stuff. So they say that there's competition from other streaming services that has been around forever. But what they don't want to take responsibility for is A, raising their prices and not providing any more value. And B, like they're pulling off shows after like one or two seasons that people really enjoy. So, I mean, they kind of had themselves to blame. That and everybody being up in arms about their policy about sharing passwords now. Yeah, that's a little overboard. That's like, that's half the fun with, with Netflix is, you know, I mean, they give you seven profiles and we're going to, oh, you know, black people like, I'm paying that money. We used to get seven people call auntie and them and put them on their cousin and Junebug and all them. We got seven spots. We're going to get seven spots. Just tell them to send me a little something in the mail. You pay for it this month. I'll pay for it next month. And by four, you know, it'll be December. So yeah, Drees. They ain't think that through. Mm, mm, mm. 200,000 subscribers. I think those people just went back to work. Like, they, oh shit, that's an alarm. Uh, not sure why that went Hey, off. where are you going? Does, from? does your alarm go to back be. to work? <laughs> <laughs> Your go back to work alarm. Yeah, that, there it is. Boom. Um, 200,000 people they lost. I think they just went back to work. The pandemic is over. You know that they issued these decrees that these companies talking about. You got to come back to work. Five days a week, so people ain't watching Netflix and chilling, but they lost 200,000 subscribers. Um, tell me about your TV viewing habit. You got any streaming services, and uh, would you get that lower price tier with the commercials on? Yeah, I got a lot of, like, streaming services, and um, I don't think I would go with the lower price one because, like, I don't want the commercials. Like, I hate on streaming services now. Some of them have, like, commercials on different things, and you can't fast-forward through the commercial. So, no, like, I don't want more of that. And I think what's happening is people are starting to figure out that all these individual streaming services, right? Like every channel has a streaming service now. And before you was paying a ton of money for like cable. And I used to hate cable. And I was like, I'd be glad we get a, another option besides cable. And then streaming came along. And I was like, oh, I can get streaming. And But what happened was I got all these different streaming channels now. And it costs just as much as cable. But the problem is now is I have to log into all these different apps every time I want to see a show. And I'm like, somebody should bundle all this together and just make it one price. And I was like, that was what was cable. <laughs> that was the, the cable model. So it's come full circle. And so it's, it, I think it's just people are trying to say, like, I got too many streaming channels and something got to go. And I think Netflix is like $15 now. And it's something about breaking that $10 mark that people are like, I can't take that. Yeah, yeah, they got to keep it at like $9.99. I was looking at my bill the other day, House of Mouse, uh, which is part of the Espen triple play. So, you know, your boy got to have his sports. Uh, when they put the little Marvel movies on there, I do watch that. That includes a National Geographic. And um, I never watched the um, streaming service that rhymes with Julu. Like, I never watched that. I don't know even why. I wish they would give me another channel or another streaming service as part of that bundle because I do not watch Rhymes with Julu. Okay. What you got against Julu? I don't, I don't, I, I, it's like, I don't watch, I just don't watch it. It's like I watch Espen and I watch House of Mouse, but I don't watch Julu. I don't even, there's like seven people on my Julu and I don't even know who these people are. <laughs> well, be quiet. Well, as, so, as someone that might be using your Julu account, 
That's someone who might be using your Julu account. Like, don't, no, don't get rid of it. Don't get rid of the Julu. Okay. Don't get rid of it. Okay. We're gonna keep the we're gonna keep the triple bundle. That's about that's about $14 a month, but it's three. So divided by you know by three is about five dollars a month. That's reasonable. Okay. Okay. Then um, what else does your boy have? Oh, I got the fancy bird network, right? So that's ten dollars a month, but that's currently I get like a digital credit on my credit card, and um, they pay for that in my uh, rhymes with New York Rhymes uh, newspaper subscription. So that's free, right? And I was trying to think if I had any other, well, we have Netflix. I don't watch Netflix. Like the last thing I watched on Netflix was the um, Malice at the Palace documentary. Like if it's a good documentary, I'll watch it. But uh, I don't watch Netflix. There are also about six to seven other people or however many profiles you can have on your um, Netflix profile on, uh, on what we have on that. And the only other thing they was offering that um, Discovery Plus, because that has all my fishing shows on them. But I just go ahead and just wait until they like put it on, you know, not free TV, but the streaming service that we're already paying for. And then just watch it that way with the commercials. And then I just fast forward through the commercials. But yeah, commercials is bunk. Ain't nobody. Well, it might be somebody that um, will go ahead and... Um, get the service with the with the commercials but did y'all know netflix still has 2.1 million subscribers to the dvd service who is getting dvds in this day and age oh well that's who is who is doing it who? Our, our parents generation that's who they still have dvd players my mom and them got a dvd player right now downstairs i could go and get it now do wow. they have any deep oh and they they still have dvds yeah that's okay. who's getting it not us Okay. Now they had a they had a cartoon box set that I had Spider Man sixty seven. It's like um, you know from nineteen sixty seven. They hold up very well, like all like fifty seven episodes that they had of this. So this was out before I was born, but I used to rush home every day after school and watch it. But I got a box set. Uh, Mrs. Nook got me a few years ago, and um, I wanted to finish watching it. I was like, I don't have a DVD player, and then I remember my. PlayStation 4 is a DVD player. I was like, yeah, I was about to spend $29 on a DVD player. I was like, I'm glad I saved myself some money. Shit. So, yeah. But yeah, Netflix, man. We'll see. Uh, we also like to say rest in peace. Uh, grand open and grand closing to CNN Plus. That started in January and it didn't even last three months. Steve Petty, um, people ain't going to pay for news. Uh, I didn't even know that they had a streaming service. You know, the news is... I don't watch my news. I read it because the way that cable news frame stuff drives me nuts is ridiculous. And we're going to have a discussion one day about how the lack of journalism has eroded democracy in this country. But suffice it to say, I don't watch CNN, MSNBC. I don't watch any of that stuff and certainly not Fox News. So I certainly wouldn't pay like what content are they offering that they don't have on their 24-7 news channel? They was trying to make it like entertainment, right? Like you said, uh, the erosion what kind of journalism. Entertainment? Like uh, Chris Wallace. What, what is CNN news. doing? <laughs> the um, entertainment. They supposed to be having little shows on there and stuff and allegedly the shit that you couldn't get on big CNN. Like, ain't nobody, I, I thought That's it was a terrible dumb. idea. All right, this, this, is, this is the problem when I'm saying like everybody is getting a streaming channel. And everybody want to charge for it. This is like when it's just like everybody enter into it after it gets popular. And then it's like, it just don't make no sense. And people getting tired of it. 
That's like, look, I'm not going to have 50 different streaming services for $5 each. Because how much that, that is, T-Pay, that's $250. That's $250, yeah, $250, <laughs> that's $250. We got 50 streaming services for $5. That's more than you was paying for, for cable. I mean, and then that's, the, that's the, the other thing... Yeah, and then the other thing is that I don't I don't look to the platform for content. Like, I, I don't say, like, okay, Netflix, they got good um, content. Let me go there. Or Hulu, they got good content. Let me go there. I ask my friends, like, what's a good show to watch? And they'll tell me the name of it. And then I go and try to find that on whatever platform I can find it on. Right. I'm agnostic to what platform it is. And I think that's happening a lot, too, to people. It's like... You're not just like um, getting Netflix because they got like good content. Everybody putting out good content right now. And you just want to go to whatever that thing is. So, yeah, you're right. I agree with you. Like I hear about a good show and I search for the name of the show and then it'll tell me the services that it's available on. But I don't go. Well, there are very few things that I go to a specific service for. Now, there are some because I'm never giving up love after lockup. Oh, well, now what network is that on? <laughs> uh, shit, I don't See, know. See, there you go. That's the I, point. Oh, T-Petty right there. That proves your I point. No it's idea. about the show. It ain't about the network or whatever think platform is on. It's the, it's the show. It's the content. You're right. I have no idea, but that's a good-ass show that y'all need to be watching. Okay. Okay. Love After Lockup. We're going to check that out. <laughs> and um, let me see. Um... Yeah, they just have too many. Oh, I'll be looking for stuff on YouTube. Now that's free. That's free. And uh, hey, you know I got the big um computer monitor here. It's like a drive-through, like a drive-in movie. Turn down the lights, get some popcorn, and see how many uh these little seasons you can string together, right? Because you'd be getting into a show and then they just cancel the show, be like, What the hell? I like that. Yeah, they should, right. that they you should, know. you know send out a poll or something be like don't cancel this don't cancel this i watch this you gotta be careful you know I, th- I think i think you can make some money on that one. like when they cancel like these shows i wonder if i can do like a bootleg version i was like this is what like <laughs> no like <laughs> your cancel version would be like yeah. <laughs> you know you gotta be careful on youtube though because them algorithms i have you messed up like you you know how you fall asleep watching a show or something and then you wake up and some <laughs> crazy as hell is on next thing you know you keep getting that crazy as hell video suggested to you that's how oh, people yeah. end up radicalized watching youtube videos <laughs> hey that'll happen from sharing that'll happen from sharing passwords I've, I've been on a platform. It's like, when did I watch this? I don't remember watching this. Now, <laughs> be careful. Now, my individual profile is on lock because I, I might have some weird shit on there. And look, I'm a weirdo. I'm okay being a weirdo. In fact, if somebody calls me a weirdo, I consider that a compliment. But if you're looking through my profile, my shit ain't on lock and you sharing it with six other people, like, he watches that? Don't judge me. <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> learn a little bit about yourself and learn a little bit about the world i found the shit interesting <laughs> and yes i'm on season three episode four okay Don't you judge sound me. a little defensive i feel I'm like just, this is not a hypothetical no 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 it's a hypothetical <laughs> is it <laughs> i don't think so uh, unbelievable <laughs> petty we are rounding third and heading home i need you to give me uh one of the final four give me flowers a prediction a shout out or a final thought oh it's easy I know exactly what it is. I'm going to go the rarely travel route for me, and I'm going to give out flowers. And guess who is going to be going to? Who? 
our boy producer E. Yes, he yes. Oh yeah, good one, T Patty. He strings together the bullshit we talk about and makes it coherent. He keeps us on schedule. He does all kinds of things. Some stuff we don't even know that he does. So exactly. Flowers and shout Hey T Patty, T Patty, he he make my voice sound sexy. Now you wow. know what? Now you don't wow. ruin my whole little thing I had going on. You didn't even have to say that. Carry on, T Petty. Can we edit that out? <laughs> uh, but flowers to my boy, producer E. I appreciate you, bro. Flowers to producer E. He is the Morris Day uh, to our um, to our podcast. Let's have some action. I want some asses wiggling. I want some perfection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give him Quincy Jones. He's the the Quincy Jones to our podcast. I I couldn't hit that high note no more. That has left the building after the time selected me in 99, but that's another story for another day. Wow. Um, But yes, but... Yes, yes, but uh, <laughs> but uh, shout out and flowers uh, to producer E. Uh, uh, I second that, and uh, Dries, I second your second. So is that a third? So there it is. Um, three lefts make a right, and there it is. Um, Dries, give me one of your, give me a final four. Your shout out, prediction, flowers, or final thought. All right, I'm going to give a shout out to all the folks who are working to cancel student loan debt. Um, And I was listening to a story about it um, the other day, and it was saying like most of student loan debt, like 90% of it is owned by the federal government, right? Like they, and they are the debtor, they set the policies, and a lot of times they're the collector of it through these bogus kind of companies that they, that they work with. And so because it's debt owned by the federal government and we elect the federal government, we can decide to like say, this is what we want y'all to do. And we want y'all to cancel student loan debt. And most student loan debt, a lot of it is on black women. So like Ayanna Presley said, if, um, you know, you care about black women, cancel student loan debt. So shout out to all the folks working hard to do that. You know what? You're right. I saw a story the other day about um, student loan debt and a reason why, like, they make the announcement that they're going to cancel specific types of borrowers, their debt, but it takes so long is because of, like, how poorly managed their relationships have been with the servicers of these student loan debt. So, like, for the federal government to get through that paperwork and figure out the ins and outs and what's going on is taking forever, which is just a sign that the system itself is broken. So I will plus one you on that one. T. Petty, did you hear how uh, Dries' voice changed when he was talking about student debt? He sounded like he was at a congressional hearing on student debt. He got real serious and shit. Like, hey, I, 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 got my, I got my points. I got my, I got my argument points. He, he cold switched on us. You see that? <laughs> he, be, he be at the congressional subcommittee uh, talking about one and two and finally C. <laughs> hey, I, I, I've, been, I've been practicing with bill collectors for a long time. <laughs> yeah, the cold switching is over. He's talking about bill collectors. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. No, let's cancel this debt and uh, let's get uh, this money back in the people's pockets. And today, 
uh, personal budgets and, and let's move on with this. Uh, I have a prediction, and this is about the National Basketball Association. Oh. We, ha we have a problem oh. with rowdy fan behavior. Now, mm -hmm. last, you know, 2020, they had the bubble. 2021, people were sort of kind of coming back to an environment. But now, you know, we, quote unquote, post-pandemic, people is out here coming back into these arenas, especially for the playoffs, and they acting a fool. Case in point, this behavior and shit that went back and forth between these fans in Boston at TD Gardens and the former um, Boston player now with the Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving. They saying stuff about him, this, that, and the third. He's making these obscene gestures. He got fined $50,000, but we have a problem. With security in the arenas, right? Basketball is the most intimate of sports. You could be less than 20 feet away if you courtside with these players and really get to you know, interact with them. You should be able to trash talk respectfully, but you have a lot of fans, Tommy Boy and them that, you know, go loaded up before the game, then drinking at the game. And then it's a problem. The way that they talking to these players, just not Kyrie. This happens all around the league, Utah jazz, which is, you know, supposed to be, uh, you know, pretty Lily uh, white bread. As far as uh, their fans are concerned, ain't shit else to do in Utah, but go to the damn basketball game. They about to get bounced out in the first round, but that's a story for another day, but they have bad fan behavior as well. The other thing is that, um, you know, NBA security needs to do a little bit of a better job. I think, you know, being a buffer between these um, fans and the players, right? Uh, the deal is, is that with these sports gambling apps and, you know, the sports leagues, including the NBA are, um, partners with these betting apps people can change and make their bets right there in the arena and if so-and-so don't get enough points or get a triple double or something like that you know they drunk or might even be sober and cursing out these players and it's only so much these guys can take before they can go ahead before they go ahead and and slap up a fan and it'll be a really bad incident um t petty and drees y'all remember the malice at the palace right with the with the pacers and the, um, and the, yep. and the Detroit yep. Pistons. So, you know, those fans, um, granted, it wasn't about gambling, but you best believe some alcoholic beverages was uh, was drunk by those fans, and they was drunk, and they got that ass whooped. Now, NBA, you're doing real good. You're a multi-billion dollar corporation. You got to spend a little bit more on these security guards, amp it up for the playoffs. Got a lot of TVs, a lot of cameras going around. Everybody's going to catch the bad behavior, but uh, y'all got to protect these players and throw these people out. You can go ahead and buy a ticket and like, uh, you know, trash talk is fine, but when it goes over the line talking about killing people's families or wish your kids was dead, your mama and, you know, your wife and, you know, some other choice shit that they say, that's not acceptable. And uh, they need to get these fans out of the arena. So I'm hoping that it's not an incident and that a fan don't get their ass whooped. The over under for a fan to get their ass whooped is one. I hope we stay at zero. But uh, we on a real slippery slope. This is the first round of the playoffs. And, uh, you know, this fan behavior is already out of control. t Petty, give me uh, your thoughts on that. I know you are expert, uh, uh, resident uh, basketball expert. What are you seeing with this behavior and uh, where you think this is going? I 100% agree with you. And where it's going is somebody, some fan getting their ass whooped. There is a sense of entitlement about around a certain type of fan who feels like because they paid X number of dollars for their courtside seat that they can do and say whatever the fuck they want to. I remember when Marcus Smart was in college, somebody sitting like a, a longtime fan 
sitting had floor seats and said something to him. I am 100% convinced to this day that he called him a nigga. And Marcus Smart went in the stands after him. I remember uh, just this season, I think it was, some people sitting courtside at a Lakers game wishing death on Bronny, LeBron's oldest son. Like, that is past crossing the line. So not only should they get ejected from the game, they should be banned from all NBA venues, period. Because that kind of behavior, you don't own somebody just because you bought a ticket to watch them play. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Mrs. Nook uh, treated me and uh, Drees to some playoff tickets back in the day. So I'm going to tell you a funny story, T. Petty. So it was live action, right? But you can go like to the little lounge for VIP where she hooked us up. You get your food and drink and stuff. And um, it was live action. So we went from one side of the court to the other. First of all, Joe Biden was there that night. He was uh, vice president at the time. But second of all, um, they inbounded a ball live and we walked right behind the ref and the player. Like we was right there. We said, what's up? He said, what's up? We kept on and kept it moving right back to the lounge. That was uh, that was the greatest part. Uh, somebody said they saw us on TV or something like that. So so that was cool. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah. That's, that's how intimate uh, basketball is. So, mm-hmm. Dries, so what you think about these security guards and NBA security um, needing to do a little bit better job to uh, to get this uh, get their act together with these rowdy ass fans? I think T. Petty nailed it. It is about like people thinking they own um, players and um, you don't own people, right? They, they play a game, they entertain us. um, And, you know, we should be like at least treating them with enough decency, not to be out there saying like, I wish you would die or whatever. Like it's one thing to root for your team and then to try to throw them off their game a little bit, but like you just taking it too far. And um, you're right. I think it's on the stadium. It's on the NBA to make sure players are protected. And and you're also protecting the fans. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. These, these men are at work. They would be no different than somebody showing up at your job. Me like, you punk ass motherfucker. Like, what? <laughs> these men are at work. And Yo, that is crazy. t to think about that as, a, as an example. That's, what, that's, that's crazy. They are at work and they need to be treated as the professionals that they are. Not to mention the fact that it ain't too many fans that could uh, outfight a professional athlete. Like if they wanted to turn around and just beat the shit out of you, they could before security could get there. So watch him out. Mike Tyson just shows you what happened when you're not careful. Exactly. Um, let's see. Uh, former and past players I wouldn't want to mix it up with. Uh, Steven Jackson. That's somebody that is persona non grata. Like, no, sir. No, you don't want to mess with him. Uh, either of the Marcus uh, of the Morris twins, Markeith, or what's okay. the other one? Marcus, Marcus That's and Markeith. We can talk about that later. None but, of them. Uh, uh, Charles Oakley. I would not know. No, you don't. You don't want that. You don't want that. Definitely Who was that that broke Rudy Tom Tom? Yeah. Tom Yanovich's jaw. Was that back Kermit, in the day? Kermit somebody. Kermit Washington. Kermit Washington. Yeah, you don't want to. And Doctor J, remember when he punched Larry Bird in the face? Yes. Yeah, you don't want it with Doctor J. I would not mess with Doctor J right now either. No, no they don't want to. Rick Mahorn. No, Rick Mahorn got a high ass. If you see a man with a high ass, <laughs> and you and you think you're gonna get into a tussle with a man with a high ass, just be like back it up. You know who else got a high ass? Phil Jackson. 
He, I, Why are you looking you, at these men's asses? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Basketball is <laughs> the most intimate sports. When they playing, they out there, their asses out there. And Rick Mahorn does have a high booty. That's he true. do got a high ass. Adrian Dantley had one, too. Adrian Danley had a high. See there, the high ass is is it's got something what, what, to do with what, com, what comedian said? Like you look, you got boo boo stains on your collar. <laughs> Unbelievable! I was drinking water. You just made me almost choke. <laughs> but yeah, so they they gotta uh, they gotta go ahead and get it together. Yeah, they gonna come up on the on the wrong one, but. Uh, yeah, basketball's back and it's playoffs, but nah, man, these people can't be out here acting the fool. So we'll, we're going to keep watching the games and uh, hopefully uh, to stay in the stands, um, you know, but uh, yeah, security got to do a little bit better job. I think they have, I think the director of NBA security is a former FBI director. So it's like, man, look, go ahead and get some, some uh, ex-agents out there playing clothes. And when you see them, point them out, usher. And you gotta go. You gotta go. And then all you gotta do is throw out about two people, and they gonna get the message like, mm. and then you on TV, they done banned your tickets, and then broadcast their name. Be like, uh, Harold uh, Davis the third from Weehawken, uh, Wisconsin was. Mm-hmm, you going here? I'll see you. Yeah, and put their pictures up in the box office like they do people at the corner store that write bad checks. Exactly. <laughs> That's <some fun. laughs> or the ones that steal. Yep, <laughs> the security footage. They print out the little pictures from the security footage. You put it in the key, like yeah. And shame, you know what it in is. In handwriting, exactly. You know what it is though. I don't know when shame like like lessened in society, but it's just like I don't know. Even um, I was in a gas station one time, and somebody that stole something, they picture was up there, and the person pointed, "That's you. That's you." He said, "Y'all got me up here stealing stuff." He was like, oh shit, that is me. Left the like shit he the was offended. Right was like, yeah, I, he was I offended. dare you put me up there. <laughs> so I don't know if he was ashamed, but he knew it was him. He's like, this is you, this Look, is you. And he, just, Nook, he said, y'all got me up Nook. here stealing. Huh? Shame, shame went out with the with the social media. Yeah, <laughs> that's when yeah. shame went out the window. That's, that's, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Well, listen, this is episode, or this has been episode 85 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. The Digital Gumbo Podcast is a podcast all about news, current events, race, culture, and politics. And we have covered each and one of those, uh, each and every one of those items on this episode. Remember, our full library of episodes is available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Download, follow, rate, and review today. Download, follow, rate, and review today. And we know that you're downloading each and every week. Our downloads go up. Got a lot of people that's uh, downloading. They listen in the car. They listen on their break at work. They listen uh, in their office, home office, while they're working out, taking a walk, etc. So we appreciate you. And uh, don't forget that the full library of episodes, full library of episodes is available on your uh, Alexa device. And just say, Alexa, play the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Or you can say, hey, Google, ah, play the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Really? And Yes, and the latest episode of the Digital Gumbo Podcast comes across your smart speaker or smart device. I think you're going to owe everybody an apology for setting off their uh, op speakers. Gotcha. Well, I would like to apologize right now. Why uh, wait? So uh, I apologize if I made your A-L-E-X-A from the Rainforest Company uh, device go off. That's my Also, bad. did you just say library? 
I said, yeah, library, like bury uh, the dead, but uh, I meant to say library. <laughs> I say library because that was in a KRS-One song of the library where, we're, where we will bury the lies. So, um, very deep right now, very deep. Yes, yes but uh, we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> also, y'all, it's 420. We want to give my girl Tara Nicole 420 in addition for being 420 for another reason. It is her birthday, so Tara Nicole from the 704 Terra Nicole 420. We want to wish you a happy, happy birthday from the Happy Digital Birthday, Nova girl. Podcast. Happy birthday, girl. We got to get some noisemakers. So when it's somebody's birthday, we got wing, wing. Oh, you should have told me. I got an app that does exactly that. Okay, we got it. We got it. So, yeah, so happy birthday, Tara Nicole 420, one of our dedicated listeners since day one. And uh, hope she had uh, a great birthday and uh, many, many, many more. That's all I got, y'all. Um, we are steadily climbing towards episode 100. Next one will be uh, episode 86. And uh, that's about it. Ooh, Any- nice. We getting close. We getting close. Oh, we got. We got to start. Yeah, we gotta. We gotta uh, start working on ideas on what we're gonna do for episode 100. It's like you know, we'll uh, we need to, to get together. Uh, obviously, off the pod, we'll we'll have a, a meeting and shit, and uh, we'll have an agenda, and uh, it'll have sub you know bullet points and, and numbers and letters one A, two A. Who gonna make up that agenda? I'll put it together. You know, just just text me stuff from time to time. It's like, you know, 100th F. What should we do? I got you. Yeah, yeah. So you, a- you know, for the 100th episode, I want people to, like, um, to share with us the weirdest place that they listen to the Digital Gumbo podcast. Because you was naming some places. You were saying, like, in the car. You know, I was like, what's the weirdest place? Just, like, on the roof, sitting on the toilet. Yeah, this is like, strange places. I, I don't know if I'm ready for it. I listened to y'all in jail. The guy was playing it on his phone, and I was listening. Y'all niggas was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that helped get me through the night. They do TikToks in jail, so yeah, it's possible. Yeah, the strangest place you ever listened to the Digital Gumbo podcast. Yeah, jail. That's uh, that's probably gonna be a top three. Top three. <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all we are out of here we appreciate you riding with us as always and uh until next time stay safe watch out for the duke or earl people might be shedding their masks but as eddie murphy once said do not fall for the banana in the tailpipe so be careful uh t petty you be careful flying back now that they've uh, uh rested this mandate right now Dries, you too uh, I canceled my trip, so I'm not. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, I will be masked up. Everywhere is within walking distance if you have enough time. So I don't know how far I could get, but <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to nix the plane action right now for anything that's cross country. I might uh, stay within one time zone, so we'll see how that works out. But in all seriousness, y'all, stay safe. Stay safe. All right, y'all, we out. We out. Peace. All right, see y'all next time. One love. Bye, y'all. Peace. Wear a mask. See ya.